Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to today's edition of the Sports Mix for your Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us, and... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. That was an excellent performance. It's the Jordan year. Yeah. Big 23 today. You feeling 23? Um, well, he's sure, not feeling 22. Yeah, not feeling 22. <laughs> Jay's on my feet. It's the only 23 song I know. There you go. Miley Cyrus, get that bumping. No, we'll have something special for you next segment, though. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, basketball last night, high school basketball, had Musselman versus Jefferson. We'll be joined at 1230 by the head coach for the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis. They got the W last night, and you guys called the game. What was your kind of thoughts of that game? Uh, uh, Musselman without their head coach last night due to COVID protocols. Yeah, uh, you heard during the pregame, if you are uh, tuned in last night, the uh – coach that was there for uh Mossman to be the interim Carlton Branson said that the uh game plan was to keep it low scoring make sure that Jefferson's offense didn't explode like you've uh seen them do most this year averaging over 70 points per game and they did that however Mossman just couldn't make any baskets Jordan Holmes had a great outing with 19 points but that was one point shy of uh being half of uh, the total for Musselman, it was a 47-39 game. So you're not going to win many ball games like that. And as we also mentioned, Jefferson finds ways to win, and that's why they're undefeated right now. Yeah, and um, you know, you, they did do a good job of keeping Jefferson uh, contained, but a lot of it, too, was Jefferson missing some shots that they normally make. And Musselman just you know, struggled to shoot the basketball last night. I believe after talking Brandon and Isaiah Horner after the game, I think he told me they were like 16 to 55 shooting as a team for Musselman. So, you know, that's not going to win basketball games. Um, you know, scoring 39 points is not going to win basketball games. Uh, but they did have a good defensive showing. Um, but so did Jefferson yeah. with that full court press and making uh, Musselman have a five-second violation. I believe it was three times. Yeah, and, and both teams, like I said on the post-game show, I think both teams still have a lot to improve on, uh, but they have shown some success this year, and definitely Jefferson continues to find ways to win in different styles of games, which proves that you're a good basketball team if you're able to find a way to win, even when the game isn't really going the way you want it to, at least with making shots and stuff like that. Yeah, in the uh, fourth quarter, Musselman made it a four-point ball game, I believe, with seven minutes or so, and then Jefferson just decided to play the possession game, make Musselman foul, and send him to the free throw line eventually, but 
And next thing we knew, Musselman decided not to foul. And yeah. Jefferson was able to wind the clock, find beautiful motion shots to just get easy buckets. And the end one, which was our uh, Parsons Ford moment of the game, I believe, as well from a Nick to increase Jefferson's lead was a pivotal moment, and they made free throws when they could, and that's why they won 47-39. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, one thing that we kind of forgot to mention this week on Monday, I believe, when they were released or even yesterday on the show was uh, the coaches, uh, the the coaches or the Associated Press High School Basketball Poll uh, for uh, the state of West Virginia in the 4A. Uh, you got Jefferson at number two. They're definitely staying up there. But Musselman at number seven, uh, you know, they may fall back a little bit after this week if they can't win on Friday. Uh, and then Hedgesville at number five, uh, receiving votes in the EPAC is Martinsburg uh, and Spring Mills. Yeah, so I think that shows too uh, how competitive this league is this year. There's a lot of good teams. Um, you know, from top to bottom. And the one team we haven't really seen a whole lot of is Washington, and they're usually pretty solid. So I think the league will be very competitive this year. Um, it's definitely an exciting time to, you know, be an EPAC basketball fan or be able to we'll cover see Washington this conference. next week. Yep. So, and we'll see Spring Mills versus Musselman on Friday, which I think will be a good test for this young Spring Mills team that's already proven to be a pretty tough team despite starting three add, freshmen. Yeah. This team, as Nick just said, very young, but I would not be surprised if they could uh, knock off Musselman Friday if Musselman plays the uh, way they did yesterday against Jefferson. Yeah, definitely, and uh, definitely some things to look out for. Uh, but, you know, more basketball this week. We've got, you just mentioned that Spring Mills and Musselman game Friday. Tomorrow, Colin and I will have uh, Hedgesville girls hosting Martinsburg girls uh, so it should be a big week here uh, for us as we continue through this month of January where uh, we've got, uh, I think, like 15 games on the docket high school basketball-wise. So Good to hear. Yeah, and then we've uh, got a full February as well, still working on some details, potentially going to a tournament uh, the 4th and 5th, uh, but kind of still to be determined on that. But uh, definitely the last couple weeks – of February, which initially wasn't supposed to be that way, is going to be very packed. With, and that's good, especially yeah. since it's right before the playoffs. So you want to see what team's getting hot at the right moment to possibly make a uh, state championship push. Yeah, definitely, because uh, the Martinsburg-Hedgesville game uh, that was supposed to be this Friday is now scheduled for february 9th and then martinsburg boys have decided have they've entered the greenbrier tournament uh, i believe let me get to the exact name it's a kind of funky name uh but i got i received it yesterday it is the battle for the Springhouse tournament at the greenbrier uh december or excuse me february 4th and 5th uh martinsburg was supposed to take on musselman one of those days i'm thinking the fourth because it was a friday and that game has been moved to february 18th uh so you know looking at this schedule specifically for martinsburg uh kind of the february schedule for boys wise you got washington at martinsburg february 1st uh then the tournament at the greenbrier and then um that Martinsburg-Hedgesville game that was postponed, that was supposed to be this Friday, 
Spring Mills at Martinsburg, February 11th. Preston County at Martinsburg, February 12th. Uh, Martinsburg at Jefferson, February 15th. Uh, Martinsburg at Musselman. That was moved because of that tournament. That's February 16th. Then again, Martinsburg at or Martinsburg versus Hedgesville. Uh, I believe that one is at Hedgesville, February 18th. And then Martinsburg closes out the season uh, hosting Wheeling Park at 5 p.m. on Friday, February 25th. So definitely a packed month competition-wise for Martinsburg heading into the sectional tournament in February. That's a long way away, but that's going to be a tough month. Yeah, and that's when that's when uh, you know we get to kind of separate some of these teams in the EPAC heading into the sectional play. Um, you know, we'll see a lot of good basketball there in February, and that's kind of what will lead into what will be very important sectional play and what should be a great year, like we said. And I'm pretty sure the uh, girls basketball team from Martinsburg is heading to that tournament at the Greenbrier as well. Is that yes, correct? Yes, they are. Yeah. So. It should be uh, pretty cool to see both of those teams play for the first time there in the ballrooms, right? Yeah, I believe it's in the ballroom. That's still awesome. trying. To, I'm still trying to find out information on this tournament. I'm not sure if it hasn't been released yet or what, uh, but can't find a lot of information on it uh, as we're trying to go to that tournament, so I'm kind of looking around for that. But this segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. When we come back, uh, we'll talk... Uh, some professional stuff and maybe some college sports. That's next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilson Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the Sports Mix. That one for Nick on his birthday, Jordan, year 23. Uh, but let's uh, enough talk about Nick. I know he probably doesn't want to have He's music played guy. for him anymore. He's probably like, let's just get on with the show. Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> let's continue with the show. Uh, Washington football team, we talked a lot about them yesterday with the name change coming on February 2nd. Uh, but, you know, it's final week of the season. Obviously, a meaningless game when it comes to what's going on with them this season. But going forward next season, uh, this game could mean a lot. You could see Kyle Allen come in and play. Uh, his contract expires, so maybe you want to keep him around as backup. I don't know, because maybe you could even... He, what if he goes out? What if Taylor Heineke plays one quarter, throws a pick? They say, let's throw Kyle out there in the second, third, fourth quarter. And he comes out, he has a baller game, goes for over 200-plus yards, three touchdowns. Now, would you re-sign him and trade bait him, maybe? Or would anybody even trade for a guy? I don't know. I don't think you're going to get any interest from a uh, Washington quarterback in any aspect when it comes to uh, trade value, unfortunately. I still think Kyle Allen could be a serviceable backup for you, but it really just depends on what Washington wants to do in the offseason at quarterback. If they try to go out and trade for somebody that is a big name, then Taylor Heineke would be the perfect backup if you draft the quarterback, whether it be in the first round or later, you know, Heineke is still a capable transition guy. So I, I don't know if Kyle Allen really has a role on this team. I don't think he does if Heineke is their guy that they're looking to either replace or, or keep as if they're looking to keep him as a starter for some reason, then Allen would be a, a solid backup. But if they're if they're looking to replace Heineke, then I think they still would keep Heineke as a backup or a transition QB. So I don't think there's much of a role for Kyle Allen, but they might let him play a little bit just to show what he has. And if they could get something for him, but I really doubt they're going to get much for a guy like Kyle Allen at this point. I feel like most people already know what he is, which is a decent backup in the NFL. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, see, I'm thinking there's a lot of guys that are getting opportunities now. I don't know how long it stays like this, but the way the NFL has changed the practice squad since last year. There's a lot of guys that, because there's no – the practice squad used to have a certain amount of service time in the NFL. You could be eligible for a practice squad. But now because of COVID, it's kind of unlimited. You can put you know a guy that's been in the league for 15 years that's kind of you know maybe been a career backup but been activated for you know so many games in his career. You could put him on a on a practice squad. So I don't. I would like to, you know personally. I think if they continue those rules, you'll see a lot of guys make practice squads that can be a quarterback at any point if you need a quarterback. 
Yeah. And I like that. And we've seen that with Josh Johnson. Yeah. Just with the Ravens and the Jets practice squad He this played year. for Washington two or three years ago. Yeah. I think the year that, Kyle, that Alex Smith got hurt, and yep. they had like 10 quarterbacks, including Mark Sanchez. He was one of them. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of what? Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just shows you what a disaster it was. Yeah. But uh, back to Washington football team a little bit. They've obviously the last four weeks now, a COVID outbreak, uh, really, uh, and guys going on and off the list. But starting Monday or from Monday, they activated uh, tackle rookie tackle Sam Cosme off the list, Daryl Roberts off the list. Um, among guys that anybody would know. Then yesterday they activated really their MVP of the year, Tress Way, the punter. Kind of sad that your punters are MVP. But. I don't know if I'd put him as the MVP this year. <laughs> he won I, MVP. I might have. No, like team MVP. Antonio Gibson. Like he's I know. The team, the MVP team MVP because he, they couldn't think of anybody else. I don't know. I'd say maybe Gibson. They activated Kyle Shermer off you the list. You wouldn't say Gibson? Mm, potentially, but he fumbles too much. Terry yeah. McLaurin? Yeah, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, but I'm saying like... And he didn't get targeted enough. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, and then a guy they had cut the other day on Sunday prior to the game, this was just for a numbers thing, I'm assuming, was wide receiver, former third-round pick out of Liberty, Antonio Gandy-Golden. He's been re-signed to the practice squad. Uh, but Washington then released Kyle Shermer, the quarterback that was on their practice squad this whole entire year, and then the punter they signed last week in place of Tress Way. Way excuse me. And then today... They've activated guard Eric Flowers Sr. and running back Antonio Gibson off the COVID list, uh, but they placed cornerback William Jackson the third on the COVID list. And I've got interesting numbers here, or not really numbers. I guess there are stats involved. Uh, but a year ago when the league year started and you could sign players, we would, if you're a Washington fan, you would say your top three acquisitions were go. Last year. Yeah, like for the 2021 season, who they signed in free agency. Who were the top three guys they signed? Why am I drawing a blank? Nick, would you know? William Jackson. Bingo, there's one. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Bingo, there's two. I drew a blank there because he only played for half a game. And Um, third one, he hasn't played very much at all. He's a wide receiver, and he oh, played Sims. In, no, he played in, Samuel. There Samuel. you go. go uh, so there's a tweet from Ethan Coddux. Uh He writes for NBC Sports Washington about other teams, including the Washington football team. Uh, he's, his tweet reads, Washington's three biggest, biggest free agent signings last spring were Ryan Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel, and William Jackson III. Here's how they fared. Fitz, one game, three for six, 13 yards, IR with a hip injury, hasn't played again. Curtis Samuel, five games, six receptions, 38 total yards, no touchdowns. William Jackson, the third, 12 games, two interceptions, 59.7 uh, pro football focus rating grade, which is 79 out of 118 quarterbacks, cornerbacks, excuse me. So he's been like kind of average. Below average. Yeah. <laughs> A year, whenever we made these signings, I think. Everybody was like, "Oh, we get a, you know a good speedy receiver yeah, on the team." People uh, were saying good that cornerback, Washington steal, arguably had the, the best offseason. Yeah, when it came to those signings and didn't, when it came to playing time, it didn't, didn't happen. Really work out. I just think that's funny. I just saw that when I was looking. Eh. 
at other things coming through, but it's crazy to think that because I remember after game one, didn't William Jackson the third have a have a pick in game one? I think so. It's I been so of long his, since. I think one of his two picks came in game one against the Chargers, and I was like, he's a pretty good. That was pretty good signing. Yeah, immediate. You know, thing yeah, happened. that's your initial reaction, especially when you get a. Pick <laughs> and here he is. He'll probably end the season on the COVID list. Not looking so good. Hopefully, year two pans out better. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to if look. There's at the, a year two. I'll have to look at the contract situation. I think Fitz only signed a one year contract. Yeah, that that's why I'm interested to see if he comes back at quarterback or if they're going to have to go after somebody else. I don't know. I don't think they do. Although I was kind of, we were talking about yesterday about Big Ben, and when I was looking at the all time list, Fitzpatrick was on that all time list. For like in the top twenty quarterbacks passing yards wise yeah. of all time, which is crazy to think because he's never really found that place. Well, a lot of that has to do with they throw the ball so much more now. Yeah, so I don't know if that really dictates that he's a top twenty quarterback or anything like that. Um, but I think he probably retires. I don't think he's gonna yeah. come back. I don't think anybody's going to pick him up at this point in his career. Uh, such the journeyman, uh, but you know. Of those three guys, nobody worked out so far. But if Washington can't find another quarterback, might want to try to get Fitzpatrick. I back feel like for Heineke and him year. are the same thing. Probably right. But Fitzpatrick has a better arm. Heineke's going to be cheaper. Yeah, to win the same amount of games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but we've got to hit a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by head coach for the Jefferson Boys basketball team, Richard Lewis. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family owned and operated. Located at 360 Hackwilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We'll be back after this break. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. Are you seeking employment opportunities in a changing job market? Maximize your time in job search by joining Blue Ridge Community and Technical College for the Virtual Career Fair on Wednesday, December 1st, 2021 from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. All meeting sessions are private, 10-minute appointments between the job seeker and employer. Participants must register in advance for employer time slots. This is a free community event. Register to participate at www.blueridgectc.edu slash virtualcareerfair. The right attorney can make all the difference in the outcome of your case. I called Sutton and Janelle, the best lawyers you could ask for. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. 70 years of collective legal experience, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, and mediation. Sutton and Janelle got the most favorable outcome I could have expected. Visit Sutton and Janelle's new historic location, 224 West King Street in Martinsburg. Online at suttonandjanelle.com. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. They value your rights and are passionate about your success. 
WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home now back to the sports mix with spencer and nick on talk radio wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 and tv 10 welcome back to this edition of the sports mix for your Wednesday, January 5th, Spencer Queenick versus Lenny Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. We're now joined on the phone by head coach of the undefeated Jefferson Cougars basketball team, Richard Lewis. How are you doing today, Coach Lewis? Good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Uh, so you guys played last night again, uh, you know, a few days off between the end of the Skip Fowler Classic, and then you guys got going again. EPAC play last night. Able to get your first victory in EPAC play. What what were some things that your team did well last night to get the victory? Well, defensively, we uh, we dictated um, our style early in the ball game, which enabled us to get an early lead and get off to a pretty good start. Coach, you guys were able to contain Jordan Holmes, who's an All-State caliber player, uh, for the majority of the game until the fourth quarter. What were some keys to doing that, and what do you think led to some of his difficult shots? Just make it tough on him. You're not going to keep him um, down the whole game. He's a he's a really good player. He's All-State, so um, just trying to make everything tough on him. I think I think we did a good job of that. Make him earn pretty much everything. Um, that he had to take, and I don't think he got anything um, that was really wide open. I think we had somebody on him pretty much the whole time. Your team really had to adapt last night during that game, usually a high-powered offense averaging over 70 points per game entering that contest last night. But it was a 47-39 scoreline, and your offense, especially in the fourth quarter, had to go more possession-oriented instead of trying to just pull up from three-point range and explode like we saw against Bridgeport a couple games ago. How do you like your team being able to adapt like that going into the rest of this year? Good, good. Something we talked about um, at the beginning of the season, being able to play that style um, that you'll see down in Charleston. Um, If we have to, trying to adapt more. Um, and being able to just grind some wins out, you know, uh, if you're going to win a state tournament, um, you're going to have to play that style of play. Uh, we found that out last year against a, a great GW team. Um, I think the game was pretty much in the, the 20s at halftime, and um, a lot of the games down there were like that. So we talked about that at the beginning of the season. Like, you know, we have to. Uh, we want to be able to be able to play any style, not just be a one-trick pony. And we talked when you were on the program last week about Jenkins and you know he had 10 points for you guys last night and then Cameron Johnson had nine points and then you guys you had two players Gladney and Fleming with eight points obviously not a you know a big score you know scoring up in the you know 20s or or upper teens but you know to have guys consistently right there you know four guys within scoring within two points of each other obviously that adds up 
Yeah, we um, we we do a good job of sharing the ball. Um, we probably can do a little better at times, but I think overall um, you'll see a lot of balance from our team. Um, when we have, you know, some pretty good players, um, that's what you hope for. You hope you have good balance. And if one person's not doing it one night, you hope someone else can step up and do it for them. Coach, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, Dayon Taylor and some plays that he made late in that game. Had the the big drive and the and one, and then on the other side, uh, drew a charge. Uh, what does he kind of bring to this team as a guard for you and uh, you know one of the leaders for you? Well, Dayon's a four-year starter, so um, not surprised. He, um, he's he been all area and all state the past two years, so just just looking for that leadership, that type of uh, effort for him. Um is going to you know help us down the stretch and throughout the season because he's uh he's somebody that we're counting on so looking looking for him to, to build off of that as well but not a, not surprised at all coach the best start since the 2018-2019 season for you guys five and zero overall what's it been like just seeing this uh mojo for your team and the hot start uh, it's, it's felt pretty good you know at times it seems like um we could play better, you know. As a coach, you always thinking we can do better. So sometimes you got to sit back and just and enjoy it, you know, and make sure you know everybody's everybody focuses focuses in on the, the task at hand, but also enjoy the victories as well because they earned it. Next game that uh, we saw on the schedule, unless another thing got moved around, is uh, Hedgesville for you guys, I believe, on the 11th. And that one's just a regional matchup instead of a uh, sectional matchup now with. Mossman, what have you seen uh, from them? I know they're undefeated and off to a pretty good start for uh, the year as well. Uh, basic Kelly Church team, real discipline. Um, they're going to play really hard. They're going to play well together. Um, they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. So you're going to have to earn everything on, on each possession um, down the court against them. Um, got good size. They have a, a big man down low. I think he's about 6'6", about 280. Um, really good shooters, some some good guards. Uh, look, and they have a lot of experience coming back. So I think they had everybody back from last year, all five all five stars and the rotational players. So you're looking at a group that went through um, a lot of experiences last year. So we're off to a hot start this year. Coach, now that you're uh, in EPAC play and you know expecting to have a really competitive year, what what are you uh, what have you kind of seen from the from the league so far, and what are you expecting out of this season? Well, just seeing everybody play, um, like Martinsburg up close and Musselman, I'm just looking at looking at those two teams and then seeing uh, Spring Mills a little bit on. Uh, they played on Channel 10 not too long ago in Hedgesville. Looks like in Washington as well. It's like going to be a really competitive year. Uh, I think the parity is definitely there. I think every every game, um, pretty much from every team, is going to be like you saw last night. It's going to be a dogfight. So I, I can see overall um, – our Eastern Panhandle is going to probably beat up on each other a little bit this year to get out of here and get to Charleston. And you, you talk about it being a dogfight. It's you know the second year now. We talked a little bit about it the last time you were on about the four classification system for basketball. Uh, you gave your opinion on it, but you know, kind of with that, it changes the sectional play, and you know, you're not going to see certain teams that are in the EPAC in your sectional play like you used to, but now you're going to see a team like Musselman. So obviously, you know, that's going to be a game that you're going to take a look back at a lot because, you know, you guys got the eight-point win, but Musselman obviously is probably going to be down there with you guys at the end of that sectionals. 
Yeah, one of the things you look at it like a almost like an NBA three game series. You know, you got to look at it like that. So you're looking, you're looking like we're going to play them at least three times. We're probably going to play Washington two or three times, um, and then po- possibly in the regionals you'll play Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Spring Mills two or three times. So you got to look at it like that. Um, so you know everything's going to be key. Um, these games building up to that. So just knowing that you know you're going to see them down the line. At least, at least twice, uh, maybe three. Um, you have to, you know, you have to take every game uh, for what it's worth, and then build off of those games. The AP poll came out for uh, boys basketball, and you guys are listed as uh, second in the state. Not sure if you've already seen that. Uh, how much does that mean to you guys? Do you not really focus on things like that this early into the year. I mean, it's early in the year. I know we started off. I think it was eighth or something like that. I wasn't really sure what we were going to come in at after the break, but um, we just found out, I guess, last night before, I guess right before the game or after the game. I know, I think Muslim was ranked seventh, so I think they, they posted that somewhere. They said it was two versus seven. So, I mean, I think it's exciting for the uh, panhandle. Um, a new look for the state as well. Uh, Martinsburg's normally in there at the top, so that may, may surprise people. But I think uh, overall, I mean, it's something we talked about um, at the start of the year, um, you know, we we, we want we're looking for that ranking. Uh, we want to try to get as high as we can, um, possibly. So if we're in a position to make it down Charleston, we can get one of the top seeds. So that's where that comes into play. So you want to position yourself um, in the long run for the best seed possible, and not have to play the GWs and the Morgantowns the first game like we did last year. All right, Coach Lewis, thanks for joining us. Congrats again on the win last night, and best of luck next week when you guys play Hedgesville. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was head coach of the Jefferson Cougars boys basketball team, uh, Richard Lewis. And, uh, guys, obviously it's going to be a tough matchup. Or, you know, the EPAC is going to be, as he said, you know, like kind of like dogfights every game. Yeah, and that's what we expected. We've been talking about it from – the aspect with the non-conference play, all the teams that we did get to see, and this is going to be a wide-open year in this region. I have no idea who's going to come out on top because it looks like it's going to be any given team can win on any given night. And specifically, I think when talking about Jefferson, they're a team that I, I think we haven't seen their best basketball yet through a full four four quarters. Uh, they certainly have a lot of talent. They've shown flashes of it. But I think when they start playing a complete game, um, they'll be a very tough team this year in the entire state, and they can certainly compete for a state championship. And while we really haven't seen that from every EPAC team because it's been so early in the year, I think from just a, a talent perspective, they look like the team right now to me on paper. But... I still see a lot of talent on these other teams as well. So whoever ends up playing their best basketball when we get to the end of the year will be that team this year. But there are a lot of good teams, and like Colin said, it is very much wide open right now. But I would give an edge to Jefferson because I've seen some flashes of some real good talent on their roster. I just don't think they've played up to their ability yet. I agree with that, but you also have to remember that two teams come out of the region. So right. if Jefferson's going to be the first one, who's going to be that second one? That's still yet to be decided, obviously. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's a lock that Jefferson wins exactly. the region either. 
I don't think there's any locks because these, nah. like last night showed that uh, you know Musselman has a really good team, but Jefferson does as well. So it's going to kind of be you know we're so early into EPAC play that we won't really know a lot about these teams for the until the next until the month is over, and even not really because you, you got Martinsburg and Edgesville going at it twice now in the month of February because of you know COVID nineteen protocols going on. So it's definitely going to be hard to see where these teams go until you get into late February. And that young Spring Mills team, you know, the Cardinals are a young team. I like, though, their confidence that they've uh, shown early oh, yeah. on. And Luke Sammons has that that team believing in themselves that they can beat the Martinsburgs, the Hedgesvilles, the Jeffersons, the Musselmans, and even Washingtons of the world. So they believe in themselves. And, uh, you know, I, I'm still intrigued to see what Washington has uh as maybe being a team that could at least you know compete with these teams and be kind of an upset alert type team you know we haven't really gotten a lot of hype from them yet um but we'll have to check them out next week and and see what they're all about this year and i do believe they were slated to have a game last night against spring mills and that game was postponed so that being Washington versus Spring Mills last night was postponed. So we've now had two postponements this week for high school basketball and in the EPAC, and it's only week one of EPAC play. Yeah, which is uh, unfortunate to see, but you just know that it's going to be a uh, busy month of February. And a team like Washington, they haven't been in action. I think by the time they get back in action, unless they're going to play tomorrow, which I'm not sure because I'm not sure – which team had to postpone the game. Uh, but it's almost a month since they've been on the court for a game because they were supposed to play. That's kind of what I was saying post- last yeah. night with uh, Musselman during the game. They had three straight games postponed or I think actually canceled, not yeah. postponed. They hadn't played since December 21st, and I think that might have uh, contributed to the poor shooting that they had last night, which is I think what Nick heard, 16 for 55 when it came to shots. That That's a disaster. Yeah, definitely a disaster. Um, but when you look at uh, you know you look at a team like Washington, they've had two games, two days. Your you know December twelfth, thirteenth, and fifteenth. They both they lost both those games, and they had the Clear Spring High School Holiday Tournament that was canceled due to COVID. Uh, I guess just precautionary measures in the state of Maryland, and then having their first EPAC game postponed last night against spring mills they're slated to play uh on friday against petersburg not sure if that happens then they're gonna that's an away game and then they're gonna play martinsburg next tuesday at home as of right now that game is on but i mean that's a so long is it time. accurate that they've only played one game so far they played two games okay are they one and oh or two and oh or no the, i believe max preps is wrong yeah. Because I'm on their website. I'm on the Je- the Washington Patriot whspatriots.bigteams.com. Gotcha. So they what's their record? Oh and two. It has them beating Heritage on Max Preps. But then he on the scrimmage though. Who knows? I don't know. But they're, <laughs> I'm I'm trusting their website, their sports website, over Max Preps. Yeah, that's probably a, a good route. Yeah. Uh, Which is another grievance that we have as to why we use Max Preps basically is the only thing that we use in West Virginia and the SSAC. Sometimes I think you said forces teams almost. I I wouldn't say forces, but requires maybe would be a better word to use. But anybody can go in and put a score up for uh, 
max preps. I could have an account and put up a score that could be completely inaccurate for a game that I wasn't at. I actually saw this happen a couple weeks ago because I was trying to follow along from uh, the high school that I used to go to, Berkeley Springs, before I went and saw them play last week at their uh, Christmas tournament. I wanted to see what their record was, and the first game that they had on the schedule it's for some reason on max prep said it was like a five point loss when it was actually a win yeah i mean that's the problem about max preps which is kind of why we got to be in contact with these coaches yes which is the the good thing about having these coaches contacts uh but we'll take a break now and then we'll come back we'll talk some shepherd uh athletics uh some basketball things going on supposed to play tonight but that for one team that's not happening another team's getting to play and then we'll be down at the butcher center on saturday to have uh, men's and women's action we'll talk about that and more as we close out the show next on the sports mix uh segment sponsored in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com for more again when we come back we'll talk some shepherd athletics and more to wrap things up on today's edition of the sports mix This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. It's the excitement of EPAC basketball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Fowler, four seconds. Blackwood's corner, three, good! Taken away by Gladney. Over on the court, he'll lay that one up and in. We got you covered all season long with over 50 games of high school boys and girls hoops. Crossover four, and it's hot. Bennett back in the face of all. Right here on your EPAC sports leader, WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your January 5th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group 
And Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call them at 304-263-4343, or you can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Uh, we'll talk about some Shepherd athletics here as uh, you know COVID continues to be a huge part of this world. And Shepherd women's basketball team, who we think had COVID issues of their own last week, where they were supposed to take on Liberty in an exhibition match. Uh, now it seems like their opponents have COVID issues because Millersville, the women's game slated for tonight at Millersville, has been postponed due to COVID protocols. No makeup plans have been announced yet. They are working together to, f- to, to finalize those, though. Uh, but the men's basketball game at Millersville for Shepard has been moved up to a 6 p.m. tip-off. And uh, so it looks like I, I was looking – for women's basketball they have also postponed their saturday contest i believe as well millersville's yeah okay i was about to say if that's yeah, Shepherd, no, that's yeah, breaking yeah. news for us yeah no, no so i'm looking so i looked on their schedule because i was wondering that yesterday i was like do i reach out to chip or do i go look before? i wanted to look before i reached out to him and saturday's millersville game versus shippensburg has been has been postponed as well so you can make your presumptions there like i just did uh but obviously for Shepard women's basketball at least you know the last time you were on the court for a game was we're just talking about about high school the last time they were on there was December 19th yeah so not as long as some other teams but But almost a month yeah it'll be three weeks I believe by the time they get back on the court Saturday at 1 p.m., which we will have with the 12:30 pregame show, Nick and I will be on the call. Uh, but men's basketball, they're going to play tonight, and uh, Shepherd men's basketball. Um, let me pull it up before I say something. Five and six. It. They're five and six yep. on the year, and um, I believe if that's what you were looking. Yeah, for, yeah. Right they are mind. one and five in the PSAC. So now I'm reading your mind, and you're thinking of a great birthday present. For Nick, <laughs> a shepherd they're shepherd they're win. one and four go. in PSAC play, uh, but you know for them they need to get get things going. Yeah, yeah I mean especially as you just said, since it's PSAC play, you want to better your seating when it comes to the conference tournament. And the past couple years, this is what Shepherd men's basketball program has been. It's a up and down team that shows a lot of inconsistency and will either be a couple games above 500 to end of the year or just right under 500 to end the year and you never know what's going to happen on any given night because of that inconsistency and it it's frustrating it's definitely frustrating uh but for women for shepherd women's basketball you know they're still ranked in the regional rankings and national rankings uh they're 25th out of 25 teams uh but you know that kind of doesn't help you when you don't have any games so yeah and and they they both have a lot of or some talent on their team obviously the women's team has played really well this season uh the men's team has just been inconsistent like Colin said um but looking forward to these games this weekend uh you know like we said hopefully the men can get something together uh with Millersville this week um, you know, usually Millersville has a decent team. I think, from what I can remember, they used Followed to have a really good team. Uh, back when you know I was growing up. Um, but 
I don't know how good they've been recently. Uh, and, and then on the women's side, you know, they've been a, a very talented team. But again, like you said, they haven't played now in forever. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on Saturday against Westchester, who usually has a solid program in pretty much every sport. So um should be a good weekend. It should be a good weekend. While we're on Shepard, I want to talk about something. We usually get, Nick and I will get emails from Chip Ransom writing the releases, uh, but I don't know if it hasn't just been sent out yet or maybe just didn't get sent to us or something, but I'm looking last night. There was a release put out onto the Shepard Athletics website. Shepard University Foundation establishes TB2 Harlan Hill Award for Excellence Scholarship. Now, do you remember, what was it, like, a month and a half ago maybe when we had Tyson Bajan on the show. Do you remember about one thing that he noted about Shepherd Athletics? That they don't get a lot of money. They don't get a lot of money. And in this, the 13 founding donors of the scholarship include Eric Lewis, partner, ours, lawyer, Lewis and Company, PLLC, and chairman of Shepherd's Board of Governors, Scott Roach, former member, Shepherd Board of Governors, Chauncey Wimbush, the Vice President for Athletics, Chris Janelle, partner, Sutton and Janelle Law Firm, Dr. Chris Husson, Veterinary, Old Mill Veterinary Hospital, Jeff Pachucci, President, Heston Industrial Supply, and Henry Kays, Chief Operating Officer and Regional President for United Bank Incorporated and member of the Shepherd Board of Governors. Uh, so, they twenty three thousand dollars. Twenty three thousand dollars to and start. That's the initial citing the founding donor cite Bajan's shining example of excellence and leadership as the reason they wanted to start the scholarship in his name. Yeah, and that just to add context, if people didn't know what TB two stood for, it's Tyson Bajan. Yeah, his number. I wasn't sure. You yeah. never know for our I, listeners. I just kind of think that's interesting because it is. It's a very cool thing. I saw his. Uh, tweet yesterday about it and it was i believe uh just simply more than just football and he's blessed to have it it's pretty unique you've never seen anything like this especially here locally at shepherd i don't think that i can think of any scholarships like that when it comes to division one guys yeah i mean i didn't even realize that because again i didn't get the release i wasn't on twitter a lot yesterday so i didn't see that but seeing that i wanted I to it talk about uh, rob that. sent it to me this morning oh so shout see. out to rob mario shout out to rob mario uh who had it in my sports report you didn't hear it no i was he doesn't listen to your sports reports i was actually going to listen after the show to be completely honest because it's a total system well. uh but you know i think that's very interesting not very interesting very great and it's kind of interesting what he said on our show too and I believe that if other people want to donate, they can as well. I think there was a link on supporting the, uh, to support this scholarship fund. Visit https colon slash slash shepherd university foundation dot org slash donor slash to give online. So Tyson Bajant gets his own scholarship at Shepherd University, and I was seeing a story yesterday. I don't want to speculate, but they were talking about it was it was from a. West Virginia Mountaineers fan. I read it. It's just an opinion one. Don't worry. Yeah, it's, a, it's not an actual It was one. Brad Smith on Blue and Gold Sports. It's nothing. The Brad Smith? No, not the Brad Smith. <laughs> not the Marshall president? The new Marshall I don't think president. he'd be writing for Blue and Gold Sports. Yeah. Hey, you. you never know. He might be writing but hate no, mail. I'm not too worried about... <laughs> Play the herd. Uh, oh, no, I just no, thought that was... it was about Tyson Bajant going to West Virginia. Yeah, it was about West Virginia needing a quarterback, and there's a quarterback in the state that just won a national college award. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to Tyson Bajant for uh, kind of getting what he wanted. 
because he, when he came on our show, it kind of seemed like he wanted that because he wanted the program to build, and it's hard to build a program when you don't have a lot of scholarships. Yep, and the so. next step, as we have said, he wants a national championship. There you go. So he'll be back hopefully next year. If he said he wants a national championship, he'll be back next year That's to what try I'm to saying. win a national championship. Uh, thanks to Coach Lewis, the Jefferson Cougars boys basketball coach, for coming on. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sports Mix at noon. Mm-hmm.